I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And I'm Vanessa Sani. And after a year of recording the Metal Report, we decided that we have to change the name. Because it was not indicative of what we were doing. It wasn't working. And so we chose Badass Women. Everyday women, women that you come across all the time that are doing extraordinary things. And we know so many of them. And we're going to introduce you to them. We've had recent recordings with... Victoria Garcia. She's a badass photographer. We also recently had Gloria Zenteno and Sonia Soto from Barrio Dogs. They are incredible. And they are doing so much for the community. And lastly, relationship coach, Darcy Iverson. She's fucking badass. You got to hear this episode, you guys. She's really, really good. So don't forget to subscribe to Badass Women so you know when our latest recording comes out. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Like and share. Please. Tell your friends. Thank you. So today I'm with Darcy Iverson. Darcy's a relationship dating coach? Yes. Is that what your title is? What do you well, call yourself? I actually call myself a love and relationship coach, but I'm more of like a dating mindset and strategist coach. I help women with their mindset issues, and then I help them with strategy that they need in order to pull in the love of their life. Okay, so... Let's start with, and um, I know Darcy really well, so um, I'm going to interview her like I don't, but some of these questions I don't know the answer to, but let's start with the, the mindset. What, you know, what are some of the things that come up that you have to deal with with women? What, what are their mindset issues? Are they similar? Are there like, you know, categories and things like that, or are they all different? Yeah, so a lot of women, these are these are kind of the four blocks that I see women struggle with the most. So number one is I'm not worthy and deserving of having the love that I want. Number two, what I want doesn't actually exist. Number three, what I want doesn't exist in my town or city. Or number four, something bad is going to happen to me if I actually get what I want. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one I don't see a lot, but the other three I definitely do. And not just in um, dating. This That's in, you know, any type of thing that a woman, uh, you know, someone I'm working with is attempting to manifest in their life. That they, the worthiness, it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist in this proximity. Right. Well, let me touch on the last one a little bit. So... Basically, our subconscious mind controls about 95% of our choices. And our subconscious mind is actually wired to protect us. It's not wired to help us evolve. And most women have been through some form of heartbreak, abuse, infidelity, some sort of suffering around love. So if a woman, let's, let's just say, is, has gone through some grief or trauma around relationships and... I she, have. Uh-huh, me too, <laughs> everyone. Let's say she, you know, takes time to be single and work on herself and she's ready to get back out there, but she hasn't resolved her subconscious, you know, kind of bl- beliefs and struggles around that. What happens is... She consciously wants a relationship. She consciously wants partnership, but her subconscious mind greatly fears that if she gets into a relationship again, the same thing is going to happen to her. There's going to be heartbreak. There's going to be loss. And so consciously, she's trying to attract what she wants into her life, but subconsciously, her mind is afraid that something bad is going to happen to her 
if she gets into that relationship. So it creates this push-pull dynamic where consciously she's like, yes, I want love. But subconsciously, her mind is like, no, my job is to protect you. And if you attract love, you're going to get hurt. So no, we don't want this. So women end up struggling for years, not understanding why they aren't attracting what they want, when in reality, there's a cognitive dissonance between their subconscious mind and their conscious mind. And I know, like, from the work that I've done around your mind, that if that is your subconscious belief, your mind is actually going to go and find specific instances to prove to you that your subconscious is right 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 and i know like because for me this is happening right now that's this is probably exactly why you're here because i need to work on this myself because i think that like um i don't consciously feel like i'm going to get hurt again and so when you think something when you say something bad is going to happen to them not like you know they're going to get mowed down accidentally, but more like that the relationship's not going to go the way they want. Right. The guy's going to end up being a cheater or he's going to abandon or take their money or something along those lines. Yeah, so we actually have a part of our brain called the reticular activating system. And the way that works is our brain actively looks for evidence of what we believe is true. Right. So if your mind, you know, thinks all men are cheaters, then the reticular activating system goes around it's gonna looking. going to find cheaters. Right, right, exactly. And that's all you're going to see. Yes, yes. Yes. So that's the issue. All right, so how do you change your mind? How do you change the belief? Yeah, so it's, you know, that piece is working with your subconscious mind. So there are things that you can do. You can do EFT tapping. EFT tapping is really great. Um, You can do stream of consciousness writing. You can, you know, journal out like what, you know, what you truly believe is possible around men and relationships. Um, you can clear that. So you can write, actually write out what you really truly believe around relationships. And then you can tap on that to clear that. You know, you can actually sit down and write out every single day what your thoughts are around love, men, and dating. And then tap on that to clear that. Um, you know, there are things like EMDR that are really helpful for women. Um, there are things like, you know meditation, energy clearings, um, mindset work, consistent daily mindset work, um, shifting your beliefs. Um, You know, you can do little things like start looking for evidence of, of what you want and what's possible so that the reticular activating system starts to, you know, actually create a neural pathway in your brain right. where what, what you want is possible. You want to start retraining your brain. So like you can wake up in the morning, you can journal like all the things that are positive about men um, every single day. Even if you have to like stretch your brain, you can start, you know, as you go throughout your day, look for evidence of couples who are happy, you know, look for a couple. Cause a lot of women, when they're not finding love, they actually start to restrict themselves because it feels painful to see couples who are happy. So they start to want to withdraw. And what you actually want to do is you actually want to expand your consciousness Mm -hmm. and see that what's available for you is possible. Like I'll, I'll give you an example, a personal one. So for me, about two years into my business, my big dream was to have an Audi. 
that was like my biggest dream. I was like, it's not my biggest dream, but I was like, I really want an Audi. I love them. They're beautiful. I love the way they drive. I love the way they look. And I wanted an Audi. Okay. So I set a goal of I'm going to get an Audi within a year. Okay. And then I like let it go and I was manifesting, but I was, un I was unattached to the outcome. Well, then all of a sudden, everybody around me started buying Audis. All my friends, my hairstylist, like everyone. And my initial reaction was I got mad about it. I was like, wait a minute. I want an Audi. Why are Why all, these, all people? these people doing it? Exactly. So then I made a decision, right? Because I'm like, I'm a mindset coach. I made the decision to like dig deep and decide to get overwhelmingly happy and excited for these people. So I started like, you know, sitting in their Audi, getting excited for them, celebrating for them. So I should go them. sit in someone's relationship? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're already kind of doing that right with me. right in the middle of you. I know. Huh? So I started like celebrating them and getting excited. I had one of my friends take a picture of me and his Audi. And all of a sudden, like, it was my turn. Like, I got an Audi in under three months. I got a beautiful Audi. It was incredible. And the manager of the Audi dealership gave me my car for $8,000 off. Wow. Simply because I chose to be in gratitude, appreciation, and celebration. It changes everything. Right. Yeah. That yeah, frequency. Rather than resisting mm -hmm. and being feeling jealous or envy. Yeah. Yes. Going into that, like, you know, appreciation. Wow, yeah. that's so cool. I, You know, that's really yeah. great. And there's my Audi right there. Yeah, I saw it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it Thank is. you. That's the, it's so funny. That's the second person uh, Audi. Yesterday, one of my girlfriends that I had lunch with had an Audi. She just bought it for herself. And I was yeah. like, yeah. They're amazing. It's really awesome. Really yeah. cool. All right. So let's talk about, um, you, were, you were saying in the beginning that you help people with, um, women with their mindset problems. And then we had the worthiness. How do you... How, I mean, what happens with the, you know, because we were just talking about something bad might happen to you. But what about worthiness? How do you help women increase their self of sense, their sense of self-worthiness? Well, the first piece of that is doing a lot of shadow work and like really going with a client into like the depths of like hell, so to speak, of like why they don't feel like they're worthy and what that's about. And you know, allowing a client to like creating a container and like a safe space. So I really work with a woman on the painful like experiences that she, you know, the, the first piece that we work on are her memories around her self-worth and going back to those memories and looking at what those memories have told her about who she is. And really examining if her self-worth issues are actually her issues with herself or their issues that like somebody some bogus else message. Yeah. Yeah. And really like breaking down those limiting beliefs and seeing if she's willing, if she's willing, because this is such a critical piece, if she's willing to see it differently. And if she is, then forgiving those people the stories they've told her and then telling a new story and then allowing her to embody the highest version of her and the expression of who she is, her highest expression, 
so that she can up level into that version of her that believes that she's worthy and that she's worthy of having what she wants. Okay, wow. I want all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Well, I did that work first. Yeah. You know, I did that work. And doing that work, like, you know, allowed me to attract women who are ready to do that work. Right. You know, I don't work with any clients who are not willing to do that. And how do you determine that? Oh, I have a, I have a pretty extensive, like, screening process. Mm-hmm. So for my groups, pretty much anybody can join my groups because it's a very low-touch experience. So... You know, they get to like ask me questions in the group and they get to listen to my lives. And then lately I've started doing hot seat coaching where women get coached live by me and my groups in Zoom. So it's it's still a very low touch experience, but I do a lot of one-on-one coaching and it's very high touch. And I wanna make sure that the woman I'm working with is very motivated, is very excited to do the work, even if she feels like crap about herself. And even if she feels like, love is very far away and she doesn't necessarily believe that she can achieve it if she's willing to do the work i will take her on as a client so you know one of the trends in the coaching industry that's happened probably about like four years ago is people aren't doing sales calls really anymore in the coaching industry people aren't doing discovery calls the trend is to create a lot of free content And then to basically say, if you want to work with me, you should know by reading my content that you want to work with me. You don't need a discovery call with me. Mm -hmm. Right. But for me, it's not about the client needing it. It's about me needing it. I want to know who she is. I want to feel her energy. I want to ask her questions about her level of commitment. And I think it's great if she reads my content, she wants to work with me, but that doesn't tell me that I want to work with her, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, I I can't really imagine letting go of discovery calls anytime soon. I mean, we were talking before the podcast, it's going to be time pretty soon for me to bring on a new coach to work under me. And at that point, I'll probably pass the discovery calls onto that coach but yeah, I don't, I, I don't see myself letting go of that screening process because in the beginning, when I was a coach in the very beginning, I took everyone. You took everybody. Yeah. 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 People, I, uh-huh. we would get on a discovery call. A woman would say, I want to work with you. I would go, great. great. Here's your invoice. Let's uh-huh. get started. Yeah. And then what I realized was there were women who were kind of coming through who didn't want to do the work and didn't want to change. And it would bring me down. And it would make me sad because I would be like, I didn't help this person. Yeah. You're expending energy open. and it's not doing what it's supposed exactly. to do. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And nobody has time for that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go back to the beginning. Um, let's say that you're, you don't have a relationship and you're ready to date. Um, online, organic. What do you do? You got to do both. So, yes. yeah. So... I'm a big fan of, you know, there are a lot of women who, you know, I had a, I had one of my coaches, she was a business coach, um, great business coach, I love her, her name's Rebecca Ives Rubin, and one thing that she said to me always really stuck, because I've learned the, the truth, it, it's the truth around love, is she told me, money comes from the path of least resistance, right? Mm-hmm. 
And the areas that you are not resistant around money, money flows in. Right. And I've learned the truth. That's the truth around love for women. And so when I work with a client who, you know, the idea of her going out organically feels crippling. And when she goes and like sits in a bar or a coffee shop or whatever, and she like does her hair and makeup and she's like, I'm going to go meet a man. And she sits there and her anxiety is overwhelming. So the deal is, is that I've learned that love comes through the path of least resistance. So in the beginning of my coaching career, right, I would tell women, hey, let's get you out and about. And so I would walk a client through getting dressed up in ways that she felt beautiful and working with her mindset. But she would go out and she would literally like go somewhere in high vibe and like sit there and like be open to meeting men. But it felt so uncomfortable for her that she wasn't able to attract a guy because it felt awful. But yet, when she's sitting on her couch in her like Disney like pajamas with like her hair in a bun and like glasses on, eating like Cheetos or whatever, talking to some guy on Tinder, she's like witty and fun and exciting and she feels great and guys are like flowing in. So... You know, I've I've watched my clients who have found love, like my clients who are relaxed on the internet, that's where it shows up. My clients who are relaxed out and about and believe that men are out and about, they find love that way. However, we never know in the beginning of like working together, I never know like where it's going to come from. So I work with women on what works organically, what works online, and I do things like I have them go to like a a fun restaurant and take their computer or take their phone and, you know, kind of swipe on Tinder, swipe on Bumble Mm. while they're out and about and make sure that they take breaks and put their phone down and look around and engage with men, like look at them and smile at them and, you know, give them like coy eyes and like, you know, maybe even wave them over, like engage. And so those women are typically the ones who find love because they know that they can meet a man anywhere at any time. Mm -hmm. And they don't, they don't expect it like to only come from one avenue. They know that they can literally go to Starbucks to get a coffee and a guy could be there because the reality is Men are everywhere we are, which right. means that you can meet a guy anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. All the channels are open. Yes. <laughs> so I want to know, do you notice an increase? Because it does, you know, we wanted to do this particular podcast because February is yeah. coming and uh-huh. it'll po- it'll run somewhere around, you know, before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Do, do women make the mistake of like, I really want a boyfriend for Valentine's Day or... I really want, you know, to cement this. Do do women typically do that? Yeah, so online dating, you know, we've been, the statistics have been tracked throughout the year. So the most, the most signups for the entire year in online dating is January 1. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it kind of stays pretty consistent. Well, you have to remember the fall and the winter is actually cuffing season. So dating online is very popular anyways, but January 1 is the most popular time of year. July 7th is the second most popular date of the year. 
So through January and even through Valentine's Day, there's a lot of activity online because men and women are looking for love around that time. So women do feel a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. The women that I've interviewed, that I've worked with, that I've talked to, report being dumped on Valentine's Day, being blown off, being single for years. There's a lot of pain Mm -hmm. for them tied up in Valentine's Day. So they do have a tendency to go online. And men also have a tendency to go online. Now, for men, it's more about it kind of being cuffing season, the holidays are over, and they're, you know, wanting to date. They have a little bit of a different reason what for being online. Season? So, cuffing season refers to the time of year where people are indoors, and it's cold outside, mm. and it's it's warm indoors, and couples, you know, they get cuffed up around the wrist, and they want to cozy up and have a partner for the cold months. So it is a very active time of year for dating organically as well as online. But women can have great success going online this time of year. And Sunday nights is also a really popular time to go online because it's the end of the weekend and people are reflecting on the dates that didn't go well. You know, the people that on Friday they kind of had high hopes for. (laughs) You know, it was Friday morning and they're like, I'm going out with, you know, Tim tonight and he's so awesome. And then they go out with him and they're like, oh my God, I have no chemistry. Tim was so awesome. Yes. Yes. And then now it's back to the drawing board. And then they met Brad on Saturday night and Brad wasn't that great. So Sunday they're like, you know, they clean their house, they go to the gym and then they're like, okay, well it's time to get back online and find new people. So Sunday night is a very popular time. Around 7 p.m. is a very active time online. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you shared earlier that you have clients that are married or already coupled. Yes. What does that look like for how you coach them? How do, How is that different than someone that's actually trying to date? I'm Like trying to date a new person that they don't know. I mean, it's not... It's not really that different. When I say I coach them, I don't coach them as a couple. Mm. I coach the woman. Mm -hmm. And for women, it's really about learning how to embody the different versions of themselves. It's a very different energy and frequency to be able to date successfully and to be able to maintain sexual polarity once you're Mm -hmm. actually in a relationship and definitely once you're married. A lot of couples, once they get married, the relationship falls apart because the woman is no longer in her feminine energy trying to maintain sexual polarity. Mm -hmm. And the man, I mean, you know, I'm not going to speak too much to the guy's part, but for the women that I work with, a lot of times they think getting a ring is the end goal. They think once I get a ring and I'm getting married then my work is done. They stop working yeah. And it. it's like, no, that's a whole new frequency. Learning to attract a man has its own energy and frequency. Learning how to be married to a man and navigating sexual polarity is a whole other energy and frequency. Mm. And just as important. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of divorces yes. in our society. And that is a big reason why. I mean, a lot of women... Some women are going to hate me when I say this, and that is okay. A lot of women, they get the ring on their finger, they get married, 
and they stop working out. They start wearing pajamas every night. They don't want to have sex with their husband. They stop allowing themselves to receive and allow from their partner. They, you know, they're all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, he's here and we're done. And so I don't have to try anymore. And, you know, men, again, they have their own part. They, you know, they have balls they drop and they have things they do that's problematic. But there are a lot of women that I've worked with that they get married and they're like, okay, he's here. We're getting married. And yeah, they don't try. They don't care anymore, mm-hmm. you know. So the women who hire me who are coupled up or in a relationship or whatever, they're very committed to keeping the fire alive. They're very yeah. committed to, you know, their personal growth and wanting to make sure that their marriage is a marriage that stays alive and continues for life. Mm-hmm. So let's address that a little bit. What are some suggestions that you would give to a woman to bring that where the you know, she's wearing pajamas every night and not working out and not, how can she, you know, bring that love, bring that spark back into the relationship? Yeah. So just her part, not his. Sure. Sure. So, you know, some things I encourage women to do are a lot of feminine energy embodiment practices, Mm -hmm. like, you know, really reconnect. I mean, it's kind of like tantra stuff, but really reconnecting with pleasure and you know really getting out of her head and getting into her heart and her body and really connecting with her senses again and so you know it's different for every woman but I have a lot of women who sign up for like dance classes like Mm -hmm. you know dance classes that allows her to be very sensual I've had a lot of women sign up for pole dancing classes because that particular class, that particular practice, mm-hmm. really allows women to feel sensual again and yeah. very sexual in ways that they normally don't. Um, getting women to really connect again with what what pleasure even is for them anymore. Because a lot of women, you know, they have kids and they're tired and they've got a lot going on and they don't even remember what makes them feel good, you know? And so that's a lot of the work that we do. Um, Also sensual practices with their partner. So instead of just like having sex with their husband again, like having actual sensual practices, like blindfolding each other and feeding each other like amazing foods or, Mm -hmm. you know, giving each other like massages or like, staring into each other's eyes with like no clothes on and like barely touching each other with like the tips of their fingertips like you know reconnecting with sensuality in a whole nother way you know um yeah I mean stuff like that I mean I could go on but yeah well and you know I know that you're aware of this because of our history together but there it seems like there's a fine line between that and maybe objectifying yourself and how do you like how do you how do you navigate that I mean do you just like be specific about what to do or do you help women because I don't you know I'm I would really want to stay away from any type of objectification of myself but so is it just because you're more centered on the emotional connection and then kind of bringing the physical part in with it. Do you mean a woman objectifying herself like in a pole dancing class? Or do you mean or, like yes, in a sensual no, practice with her partner? I mean both. Like, how? yeah, how do you like, how do you stay, you know, 
like if she's going to like wear sexy clothing and and uh, maybe do a dance or do a pole dancing class in order to you know get in touch with her own femininity or her own sensuality how do you you know how do you keep her away from the objectification part of it yeah so interestingly enough i don't get a lot of women who objectify themselves i get a lot of women who have actually disconnected with even being able to see themselves like the women that i work with their self-worth is so damaged they've forgotten who they are and they don't even see themselves but pole dancing classes first of all it it's in the dark and they cover the mirrors so the practice is to allow a woman to connect with her feminine core and so you know she's not looking at herself or the reason why they they do it with the lights off and they cover the mirrors is because they don't want you to compare yourself to other women. Mm-hmm. They want you to truly connect to your body and let go. Mm-hmm. And these practices like belly dancing classes, you know, listening to YouTube videos and laughing and doing, you know, pole dancing classes and, you know, reconnecting to pleasure, that is feminine energy and feminine essence at its core. So it's not objectifying, it's returning to the essence of who you really are, which is a whole different thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who teaches you? Where do you go for? Oh, I do so much. I I love that you asked this. So my self-care is my number one priority because I have lots of groups and I have lots of private clients. So the space that I hold for women is massive at this moment. So I have, I go to therapy every week. I never miss therapy. I have a full-time coach at all times. I do acupuncture every week. I sometimes also do Reiki. I get facials, I get massages, I go for walks. Hi. She's back. I have my own, you know, mindset work I do every day. I have my own, you know, practices. You know, practice. yeah. Uh-huh. That kind of stuff. But I and then I have a, a group of people that I connect with, you know, on a daily basis. And then I just wrapped up a six month mastermind with a sales and marketing coach where I was in that mastermind with a group of women where we all got really connected and really supported each other. But yes, I actually have a lot, a lot of support in my life because the space I hold is so big. I, I hear that. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And women who have wanted love for a long time and it, it hasn't happened, they're in so much pain. So I have calls with women literally where there's celebration because they have found their partner after we've worked together and they're so happy. And then I'll hop on a call with a woman who's brand new and she doesn't believe in it yet and she's devastated. And so it's a very, you know, kind of interesting container to hold because literally yesterday, you know, I had calls yesterday and I got off the phone with one woman who is in a relationship now. And so she was so excited. And then I hopped on a call with a woman who's a, they've gone on like, I don't know, 12 dates or about to be in a relationship. So she was so happy. And then I hopped on a call with a woman who's in despair because she's been in therapy for years and hired other coaches and it hasn't worked. 
And so I was like, and then I had all these messages to return with clients who were like either succeeding or brand new and not succeeding. And it's like, woo, it's like up and down and up and down and up Mm -hmm. and down. And my energy has to be very level to be able to not go up and down with them, you know? So tell Mm -hmm. our audience why you chose this as your career, uh as your genius. Uh, (laughs) So... I chose this because for like a very long time, I did not understand men. And it caused me so much pain to not understand men. And I felt like all men just wanted to cause pain and hurt women. And I had so much trauma and I just didn't understand men and so in my last career I was a full-time therapist I was a clinical director of a treatment program I would get up early every morning to like read about men and then on my lunch break I would study men and so I became so obsessed with it it was so like fascinating to me and then I started teaching women for free what I was learning and they started getting into relationships and it was working and then the first woman I helped she got married and you know I started really making a difference and I was more excited about that than I was about my current career like I was genuinely like super excited to help these women who had been single for years and nothing worked And then I would teach them a couple of things and all of a sudden they would have gigantic shifts. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I could, I started doing it full time. And I've been doing it full time now for like four and a half years. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. And I love it more. I went full time in my business really quickly. And I feel feel really grateful for that, you know, because a lot of coaches don't make it. And I feel grateful for that. And I feel grateful for all the coaches I've had along the way who have helped me make this work, you know? Yeah. So in a way, it was this was your path of least resistance. Uh, <laughs> uh, most of the time, but there's been a few really late nights where it didn't feel the path of of least resistance. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. So there's the Audi, and we know that your business has grown, and you're full time, and you've been doing it for four and a half years, and. Sounds like most of your um, objectives you've been able to achieve. What's what's next? What's the what's the holy grail? What are you reaching for? Um. So the holy grail for me is to become a seven figure earner. Is my goal and where I'm going. And I have both impact desire and income desire. So my goal this year is to really focus on audience reach and to really focus on reaching as many people as possible. That's why I just hired a video graphics guy. We're working together on graphics to go on YouTube and then I'll go on Instagram next. Um, So that's my focus with that. And then my goal is to hit seven figures in my business and I will not give up till I achieve both of those. and then, you know, just being, helping as many women get married as I possibly can. Um, you know, we've got two almost pregnancies in my business and that is a whole nother like 
level of excitement right. for me yeah, to know that imagine. like yeah to know that like women are starting families is mm-hmm. it's a whole nother level wow yeah how would you encourage someone who's who is experiencing some fear or resistance around doing the process again around getting out there dating man women need to get help faster Mm-hmm. Women, a lot of women, not all women, of course, but a lot of women are so resistant to getting help for this issue. Um, you know, when I started my business, I uh, before I had my first marketing coach, I would get on the phone with women who, you know, we would talk about my package, my coaching, and then she would tell me she didn't have the money, and then she would forget that we were Facebook friends. And then she would announce that she was, like, getting a breast implants for, like, $15,000 or whatever. Going to Costa Rica. Yes, yes. (laughs) Going on some big trip, like, getting hair extensions. And then she would literally book a call with me, like, a year or two later, still single, you know? And then all of a sudden she had the money, right? Because she realized all those things she bought that she thought would make her more attractive to men failed. Because a lot of women don't understand physical looks is the first stage of love that men go through, but it is a very teeny tiny stage. Mm -hmm. Men fall in love with women because of the way that women make them feel. Mm -hmm. And your looks does not create that experience for men. So it's like, yes, a man needs to look at you or your photos and go, she's attractive. I want to know her more. But if you cannot make him feel the way he's desiring to feel, none of that matters. Right. The breast yeah. implants, the lash extension, like none of that matters. And women who are struggling to find love, their energy is carrying that frequency in it. And it has to be shifted. So women need, you know, if you can afford both, if you can afford, you know, help and you can also afford a boob job, like, great, do both. But if you can only afford one, get, get help. help. Because it will shift your energy, and then the boob job is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be so radiant magnetic to men that they'll all fall in love with you. I literally have the, I have no boobs. None. No boobs. And I don't have an issue, you know, I've never had an issue with guys wanting to go out with me, right? Mm-hmm. So... It's an energy, and women need help to get there. Yeah. Absolutely. So get it. Get the help. Get help. Get yes. help. Bottom line, get mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. How do people reach you? Uh, they can go to DarcyIverson.com. I have a bunch of options to work with me on my website. They can reach out to me. Um, I have a free Facebook group on Facebook. It's called Enlightened and In Love. They can join my Facebook group. I go live almost every day in there. I give away a lot of free content on men, dating, relationships, mindset, strategy tips. And we have a lot of fun in there. It's a fun group. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where they find me. Thank you so much. Thank You're so you. welcome. Appreciate this it. is so fun. It was really fun. Thank you. And happy Valentine's Day to you. You too. 
Oh my God, that was another great episode I of it. Badass Women. These are everyday women doing extraordinary things, and you just heard one of them. So don't forget to subscribe so you get notifications. Yes, and thanks for listening. And if you want to nominate somebody or suggest somebody, just email us at badasswomen at gmail.com. And we'll take your suggestions. Thank you.